7 a.m. The horn from the Walls Unit Prison in downtown Huntsville means the morning count of inmates is underway. Named for its 32-foot-high brick walls, the prison is a massive fortress that swallows up two city blocks. Guards sitting in the towers perched atop the walls can look out on the town square. It's a crisp, sunny morning as Huntsville awakens. It is 7.01, time for news brought to you this morning by the House of Furniture again. Here's Wayne Sword. It's 32 in Huntsville. Former President George Bush has a lot of concern. It's about a busy news day in Huntsville. Former President George Bush is in town visiting Sam Houston State University. A local candidate is demanding a recount in yesterday's elections, and firefighters are battling an early morning blaze. What isn't making news in Huntsville is today's scheduled execution. At 6 p.m., less than 12 hours from now, 47-year-old Jerry Lee Hogue is scheduled to be put to death by lethal injection inside the Walls Unit in downtown Huntsville. 8.30 a.m. at the Cafe Texan, just down the street from the Walls, the regulars have begun to assemble in the back to sip coffee and swap stories. And we talk politics, sports, and religion but the subject of executions rarely comes up. Do you happen to know when the next execution is in town? No. No, I don't keep up with it. Would you be surprised to know there's one today? Well, no, it wouldn't surprise me. But is there one today? Well, see, that's, that's out of our territory. We don't, we don't study things like that. One reason the customers at the Cafe Texan don't know it's execution day is because it's not in the local paper, the Huntsville item. Managing editor Russell Burnett says, as executions have become more and more frequent here, the paper has come under increasing pressure to ignore them. We have a reader advisory board, and they've told us that they don't want executions really to be covered. And this is readers also, but the reader's advisory board tells us there's enough bad things going on they would like for the hometown newspaper to focus on the good things, the kids that are doing, you know, good things in school, the, the people that are volunteering. And for instance, We're down here about to walk our community so that we have a sense of what the community is before we go into the classroom. 9.30 a.m., Sam Houston University professor Tony Talbert and his elementary education students have gathered at the town square. Well, we're going to walk around the, the block here, the downtown area, look at the businesses and see what kind of businesses support Huntsville. And They'll also Huntsville visit the courthouse and a few neighborhoods, but not the prison, the, which is just down the block. Today we probably will not, actually, though. Though it's a piece. It's a piece of our community history, uh, obviously, there. Does anyone here know when the ex next execution is? It's tomorrow, isn't it? Today? Okay. Wow. I just guessed it was today because we kill so many people every day, so why not? <laughs> After 6 o'clock, he won't be here. <laughs> it's the truth. He'll get his last meal. She said another one bites the dust? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Had no idea. Unlike today's execution, the lethal injection of Carla Faye Tucker in February was big news in Huntsville and around the world. Hundreds of national and international reporters descended on the town, as did pro and anti-death penalty demonstrators. And large numbers of university students took part in what turned into a boisterous carnival-like scene outside the Walls unit. Domino's delivered pizza, a downtown music store advertised killer prices, and a local bar promised lethal drinks.
Images of people in Huntsville reveling as Carla Faye Tucker was put to death still make civic leaders cringe. I, I don't think that we want to be known as the execution capital of the world. William Green is Huntsville's mayor. And even though the executions take place here, um, and, it's, and they may very well be necessary, it's certainly not uh, something that, we're, that we would put up uh, on the billboard uh, trying to advertise Huntsville. Mayor Green chooses his words a little more carefully these days. During the lethal injection of Carla Faye Tucker, the mayor got into trouble when he was quoted as saying that the influx of outside news media was a shot in the arm to the local economy. And I, I did say that. It was probably an unfortunate choice of words. Uh, the, the question was asked me, does this have an, an economic impact on, on the city of Huntsville? And, and the answer is, of course it does. However, that doesn't mean that the city council and the chamber of commerce got together and decided what can we do to kind of pump the economy up and the answer was well why don't we execute a woman. Huntsville is a company town. The company is the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, by far the area's leading employer. About 7,000 people work in the eight prisons located in and around Huntsville. Uniformed guards known as gray suits can be seen at the Dairy Queen, Walmart, and at Little League baseball games. But only a small number of prison employees take part in the execution process. Public Information Officer David Nunnally is one of them. Since 1986, Nunnally has witnessed 129 lethal injections. He suspects that's more than any other person in the world. And uh, No, it's not routine. Uh, you know, I, I look at each one of these uh, persons that are are set to be executed as uh, individuals, but I don't lose sight of the fact that this, these individuals who are slated for execution have brought it upon themselves. Jerry Lee Hogue, the inmate scheduled to be executed today, was convicted in the arson murder of 27-year-old Jane Markham in Arlington, Texas in 1979. Markham had been tied up inside a house and, according to the prosecution, sexually assaulted by Hogue. Three other people escaped the fire. Hogue has always maintained his innocence. He claims the fire was set by another man to cover up illegal drug activity. 11 a.m., Jerry Lee Hogue, inmate number 660, is visiting with his family at the prison north of town that houses male death row inmates. Hogue is short and stocky, about 50 pounds heavier than when he came here 18 years ago. He has a round face, dark brown hair, and dark eyes that dance around the room. He sits in a three-by-five-foot cage in the visiting area, separated from his family by a mesh screen. Hogue is currently under death watch, during which time no taping is allowed. But during an interview a week before his execution date, he said this was the part, the farewells to his family, that he was dreading most. My hurt is sitting there watching my people hurt. and. Um, if I had my way about it, uh, I would have told him to stay away and, and not go through this. But you can't keep love at a distance. There's no way. In almost two decades on death row, Hogue has seen 145 men taken to the death chamber and not return. Now it's his turn. I don't care. I'm not afraid what man can do to me. I mean, I have no fear. Does it bother me? I think about it. Uh, I'm not the uh, 
person as I was uh, 19 county years ago, but then I wasn't a murderer back then either, and I'm not now either. But that's neither here or there. The questions that needs to be answered won't never be answered. But as I said, life goes on. Indeed, on execution day, life goes on in Huntsville, Texas. At Perfect Nails on Main Street, a few blocks from the death house, none of the four women getting manicures this morning is aware there's an execution today. But Dayasha Littlejohn says the fact that executions take place here makes a difference to her. I don't know, I kind of feel like uh, safer living in this kind of under the shadow of it. Do we have a lot of crime in Huntsville? I don't think so. Crime is low in Huntsville. At police headquarters, Lieutenant Ron Clear flips through the latest crime figures. We haven't had a homicide here this year, and we only had one last year. Does the fact that an execution is taking place in Huntsville have any effect one way or the other on crime in the town? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I don't think that we have anything that would support that. Only two of the 445 men and six women on death row in Texas are from Walker County, where Huntsville is located. And people here are quick to point this out. Newspaper editor Russell Burnett. The people that are being executed are not from Huntsville. Uh, they never knew them. It's just kind of a, uh, a strange occurrence that just happens to take place here. And Mayor Green would just as soon it take place somewhere else. If I had my druthers, I would think the executions would have a greater deterrent effect if they were carried out, one, relatively soon after the conviction, uh, but likewise in the locations where the crimes were committed. And then around the corner, of course, is the electric chair. But Mary McLean, who runs the Texas Prison Museum, located just down the street from the Walls Unit, will remind you that executions have been carried out in Huntsville since 1924. If we don't like it here, and I doubt very seriously that it's going away since it's been here so long, why should we wish it off on another community? The notion that playing host to executions is a kind of civic duty is expressed all over town. At New Zion Barbecue, a ramshackle hut on Huntsville's south side, manager Annie Mae Ward, who is 82, views executions as a necessary evil. It always makes me sad. I just hate to see anybody getting executed. But yeah, I guess it's something that they must do, you know. It's been, it's been going on ever since I've been you know, hanging, executing. Well, they don't execute them anymore. They give them that needle now. So, it's the same thing, they did. Anyway. 1.15 p.m. Jerry Lee Hogue is transported in an unmarked prison van from death row to a holding cell inside the Walls unit next to the death chamber. Meanwhile, Hogue's attorneys, including Jeff Dworkin in Huntsville, are frantically trying to get him a reprieve based on a new piece of evidence. A woman who was a friend of the other suspect in the case uh, came forward this morning and gave a statement to authorities in Wichita Falls that she heard this other suspect confess to the fire that uh, Jerry Hogue is convicted of having set the, uh, the arson murder that he's convicted of. So hopefully this woman's statement will make people 
wake up to uh, the possibilities here that an innocent man could be executed tonight. It's a possibility that people in Huntsville find remote. Possible, but not probable. Les Poole, a private investigator wearing a black cowboy hat, sits at a picnic table at Mr. Hamburger, a dingy drive-in located a block from the walls. The cases are gone over so many times that it would take a very large conspiracy for a man to make it all the way to the death chamber and someone not uncover something if it was there. I need a club sandwich. Out front, a sign with big red letters reads, Try our killer burger. It comes with dough meat, double cheese, and jalapeno peppers. I guess that's probably why they call it the killer. Cashier Carrie Morning says for Mr. Hamburger, executions have been known to bring in more customers. Might boom up our business tonight. That lady that got executed, Tucker, when Tucker was executed, our business was, I mean, it was, we were real busy. I mean, we were really busy all day. In Huntsville, the Carla Faye Tucker execution has become the measuring stick by which to compare all others. That day, there were about two dozen satellite trucks parked outside the Walls unit, beaming news of the execution all over the world. A prison official expects just five or six satellites at the next execution of a woman in Texas. Today, there are no satellite trucks parked outside the Walls, and it's doubtful Mr. Hamburger's business will increase much. 4.01 p.m., a guard unlocks the holding cell and serves Jerry Lee Hogue his last meal, prepared in the prison kitchen. He's requested an old-fashioned hamburger, french fries with ketchup, chocolate cake, and two cans of Coke. Over the next hour, he gets the news that a state court, the governor, and the Supreme Court have all denied his appeals. A convicted arsonist and killer faces execution tonight in Huntsville. Jerry Lee Five o'clock, happy hour at Casa Tomas, a Mexican restaurant on the edge of town. A TV above the bar is tuned to a Houston station, but it's 99-cent margarita night, and no one is paying attention. For Jeannie Smith, who works in one of the prison hospitals, executions in Huntsville have become nothing more than a minor inconvenience. If I know that there's a lot of stuff downtown, I know I better not drive there because if there are a lot of protesters, then I don't want to be involved in it. Smith won't have to worry tonight. It's 5.30, and so far, only one protester has shown up outside the walls. His name is Dennis Longmire. He's a professor of criminal justice at Sam Houston State, and he's Huntsville's most visible death penalty opponent. And what we have done before and what we're about to do today is the loss of a sense of hope and real compassion for life um, in exchange we're celebrating and practicing death. Sometimes Longmire is the lone protester here during executions. Tonight he'll be joined by about a dozen others, all from out of town. The woman who usually brings a bullhorn isn't here tonight, and Longmire, for one, won't miss her. I mean, they, they use the bullhorn and they start, hunt, they start chanting Huntsville, Buchenwald, Auschwitz. Huntsville, Buchenwald, Auschwitz, and it's just very off-putting. At the local country music station, Wayne Sorge has taped his 6 o'clock newscast so that he can be at the prison to serve as a media witness 
usually this time of, of day on an execution date, I'm pretty much on automatic pilot. The third Texas execution of this year is scheduled this evening here in Huntsville with lethal injection being planned for 47-year-old Jerry Lee Hogue. Tonight's execution will be the 101st Wayne Sorge has witnessed. It gets kind of routine, just like any other type of story that you cover on a frequent basis, uh, whether it be traffic accidents or trials or whatever, there's always going to be things in common. Higher still for the stock market as the Dow Jones Industrial Average gains another 32.63. p.m. Five guards remove Jerry Lee Hogue from the holding cell and escort him the short distance to the death chamber. It's a 10 by 15 foot carpeted room with a low ceiling and brick walls freshly painted a soothing light blue. Hogue is hoisted onto the gurney, a white sheet placed over his white prison clothes. The guards buckle eight leather straps across his chest, waist, legs, and arms. 6.38, the witnesses are escorted in. There's the press, five reporters, including myself. There are the friends of Jerry Lee Hogue, and there's Mary Beth Crawford, a woman who escaped the house fire that killed Jane Markham. According to court transcripts, Crawford was sexually assaulted and then stabbed by Hogue. Nineteen years later, she stands just a few feet from him, separated by a set of steel bars and a plate of plexiglass. 6.41, Hogue begins his final statement. A boom microphone that hangs just above his head pipes his words into the witness rooms. I don't know why you're doing this, he begins, speaking directly to Crawford, who weeps softly. But I'm still going to forgive you. You know he's a murderer, referring to the man who Hogue claims committed the crime. Why are you supporting him? He will do it again. Hogue then tells his friends he loves them and asks them to give his love to his family. Then he looks back to Crawford. You can stop this. You're lucky you're still alive. I don't hold nothing against you. Nothing. A short pause. Then to the warden who stands at the head of the gurney. All right, warden. I'm ready. 642. The warden removes his glasses, the signal for the medical technicians who stand behind a one-way mirror, to start the lethal dose of chemicals flowing through the IV that's been placed in Hogue's right arm. As Hogue slips into unconsciousness, he gasps and sputters a final farewell, followed by several short puffs of breath, then silence. Okay, it's done. 6.54. Associated Press reporter Mike Grachik, who has witnessed more than a hundred executions, begins filing his story. So he was pronounced dead at 6.50, that's 6.50. While prison spokesperson David Nunnally, who has just witnessed his 130th execution, telephones another news organization. The last statement uh, was directed uh, to a, uh, one of his victims who uh, escaped the house fire. Uh, quote, I don't know why your apostrophe RE doing this, but I'm still going to uh, forgive you. Look directly at her. Comic directly he to said, her. I will still forgive you. A new graph, uh, Hogue, uh, you know he's a murderer, referring to. Uh, uh, I don't feel anything particularly. Uh, I guess that comes with repetition. 8 p.m., David Nunnally's workday is over. I just go home. I, I probably will pop over a an adult, uh, pop, <laughs> pop open, I should say, an adult beverage, sit down and, and uh, probably read the rest of the morning paper that I don't get a chance to read during the day. 
adult beverage meaning a beer. A beer, yeah. Maybe two. <laughs> p.m. It's a slow night at the Desperado nightclub located just a block from the Deaf House. In the back, Sandy Rose, a middle-aged woman with bleached blonde hair, plays pool with her son and his friends. Rose is one of the few people in Huntsville who knows there was an execution tonight. She says she took interest because a friend's daughter was recently murdered. Jerry Lee Hogue, she says, got what he deserved. If death is what you deal out, death is what you get back. As for life in Huntsville, Sandy Rose has no complaints. It's a good place to raise your youngins, it really is. You know, and I see a lot of happy people here. And that's really what counts, you know? The smile that you put on your face every day. Here it ain't fake, it's a real smile. You know, people are happy to be here. I know I am. And I want to welcome you to be in here. For NPR News, I'm Dan Collison in Huntsville, Texas.